Hey everybody, it's Aldo Gandhi, and I just want to let you know really quickly that our swag shop is reopened. DeepDishTees.com is where you go, and that's Tees with T-E-E-S. Clever name, guys. They're the new home of our merchandise. You can get t-shirts, you can get caps, you can get coffee mugs, you can get hoodies, you can get all sorts of good stuff, and you'll help out the bar room with the purchase. So head over to DeepDishTees.com. My name is Aldo Gandia. Danny Shimon and Tyler Ellis will join me in a moment. The name of this show is Bear Football, but when I describe Bear Football, I'm talking about the Bears team. And right now, it appears that Bear Football is all about a defense that has a phenomenal pass rush, but a terrible secondary. They can't tackle an offense that cannot sync up with their young quarterback, a young quarterback who is making plenty of mistakes and a coaching staff that looks like they are in disarray and can't put together a competent game plan to beat the rival Green Bay Packers, who are the team that you have to measure yourself up against every season, at least as long as Aaron Rodgers is there. Let me bring in Danny Shimon and my man, Tyler Ellis. How are you guys? I'm amazing, brother. I mean, I I was was really great after the first quarter. The first Mm -hmm. quarter... I was I was I was getting my my, my Super Bowl shuffle going, <laughs> and then it then it all then it then it all changed. Um, definitely want to welcome in my brother Danny Danny Shimon. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on today. Uh, obviously, big shoes to fill with with John before and I being here today. But I'm trying to do my best here to try and fill it in. But I'm telling you, uh, Tyler, I, I feel you, man. After that first quarter, I'm thinking right gate. You know, great game plan. Come out, they score quickly. You know the balance of of uh of run and pass and then and on bare truth i said you know i, I wanted them to, to go ahead and out and not kind of build on what they're doing with justin fields here and just kind of let him throw the ball down the field kind of stretch that defense and they did that in that first drive and then after that it just seemed like to me guys i, I know it didn't leak look like it on, on the sidelines it doesn't, doesn't appear like he was calling the plays but it just this game plan had a lot of a lot of matt Nagy in it and it started with that with that first quarter play with that where they had those four diamond um set up uh at the goal line and they shuffle it off to I believe it was to Cole Komet. I'm like, I'm like, what are you guys doing here? Just just get in the eye formation, hand the ball off to, to Khalil Herbert who's been running the ball great and let's just score here. And uh it it just it just felt the offense felt discombobulated throughout the game. The nice drive in that that beginning of that fourth quarter you think okay right, we're back in it again but then like Aldo hit on it. Defensive breakdown and Aldo what did I tell you in the uh on bare truth I said I said that the corners don't scare me it's the safeties that scare me and they're, you know, them, you know, not getting in position to make the plays, them missing tackles. Eddie Jackson, again, with, with the shoulder attempt to tackle. Uh, Tashawn Gibson missed a tackle on, on the Aaron Jones touchdown as well. It's like if we just had safeties I could tackle, uh, I, I think this defense will be, has a chance to be very, very good, possibly even great. But unfortunately, we just have these safeties that do not, you know, are actually just refusing to tackle for some reason. 
let's let's dive let's dive into this auto. Let's dive into this real quick because this is big. This this hurts times two. It's not just a loss. It hurts times three. It's a loss. Then we got a division loss. Then it's the damn. I'm gonna say damn today. Sorry guys. Sorry. <laughs> it's the damn Packers. Mm -hmm. And um, thank you all for joining us in the chat. We definitely appreciate you all spending your Sunday with us for sure. But and we're gonna get through this together. But let's just address this real quick. I've already seen some silly stuff in in Twitter. Justin Fields is not the guy. Relax. Nah. Re relax. Okay. That's that's, that's 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 silly. That's really silly. That's very silly. Okay. Mm -hmm. So real quick, first of first, Aldo, 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 go ahead and quarterback this for us because I got a ton of emotions and I mm -hmm. want to get it out in the right order. So Aldo, please go ahead and quarterback this for us. Well, I hate to do this to you and Danny and everyone in the chat room that's watching live and those who will be watching on demand later. But one of the headlines of this team is the NFL officiating. This, in my five decades, six decades of watching pro football, this was absolutely one of the worst officiated games in the history of pro football. This was just absolutely awful. The calls, it almost seemed like, and I don't believe this, but it almost seemed like the officials were trying to do everything they could possibly do to help the Packers win. The holding call on Sam Mustafer was absolutely ridiculous. The the play where Justin Fields called timeout and it wasn't it wasn't called and, and ends up in a penalty. The play, um, uh, uh, I mean, the, I can list the, so the many interception. Plays. The interception that, that was that was offside. The defender got into the neutral zone, and that's why Justin Fields thought it was a free play, and he, and he threw the ball up, and it was intercepted. That that was a a potential you know points taken away off off from the Bears there. In terms of you know, because uh, Fields thought it was, I thought it was offside. I, at the very least, I thought it was someone was false start, and it was a you know, it was a free play or whatnot. But no penalty on that one at all. A number of times there, there were there were holding. I mean, there was one a play on uh, Travis Gibson that where it was an end around, and he was held. It literally was his arm was held. They didn't call a play. They were holding on that either. So it's a, these officials were horrible today. I agree with you 100. percent Although, but you but you know what, man? But you know what? They've always done this against the Packers. They've always done this. We got to play better than the bad officiating. I don't care. I expect them to do that. They did it with Herbert, but we have to overcome that. And that's why at the end of this show, I do feel positive because Bears showed me something. They did show me something on that holding. They showed me something in that, in that, last, that last drive, that last touchdown pass. But I don't care about the officials. It was bad. It, it was. We got to play better. We got to man up. That's what we have to do. That's what it's going to take to beat Aaron Rodgers. Discount double check. He has all the endorsements. They're on his side. We have to play better than we have to. We have to run better, pass better, clock better, tackle better. Danny, you just said it. Shoulder tackling. It's not going to get by in this league. It's not going to get by with the Packers with an offense that's used to scoring. The Packers are used to scoring every single quarter. The Bears take quarters or halves off. You can't play incomplete football and expect to beat a Super Bowl caliber team. Uh, and uh, I agree with 4,000 Clovers. The officiating was bad, but we had an, such a great opportunity to beat a Packers team that w really was one of the work, weakest teams I've seen in recent memory. This Packers team was team was ripe for the pickings. They had so many deficiencies going on and their offensive line and their defensive backfield, mainly the two cornerbacks. 
uh, and on and on. There were so many things to pick on, and it, and and it looked like the Bears were on their way in that first quarter with a great defensive uh, scheme, uh, the four-man rush beating the offensive line for the Packers, just four guys getting to Aaron Rodgers with uh, some of the play calling in the first half of the the heavy relying reliance on uh, uh, Khalil Herbert. I mean, that, those were all good things. But then all of a sudden, the mojo got going wrong, and things just started to fall apart like one of those, you know, big tall buildings you see that just implodes. That's what happened to the Chicago Bears, and there was a lot of issues. So forget about the the uh, 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 officiating, Danny. What do you think also led to the Bears' breakdown? Well, obviously, the, the offense for me, the offense in that first half, especially, and then that last uh, sequence right before that, before halftime, that, that was just, it, it was, it was horrendous. I mean, in, in terms of you know trying to get points on the board there, and then all of a sudden you're 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 trying to call a timeout, and you get, you're not not getting a timeout, and 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 uh, it was just the the offense looked out of sequence, out of sort, out of orders. I mean that that was a big sequence there for me because if you put a points on the board whether it's a field goal or a touchdown and you get the second half opening kickoff you have a chance there to double dip and that for me was it was a squandered opportunity there that end of the first half that really was but a bad taste in my mouth even though the bears were in the game the bears have played at that, to that point a solid first half and they were hanging in with the packers and although you touched on a great point we you know we mentioned that you know the the, the, the packers coming into the game were down three starters Two of the better defenders in, in the Deer Smith and and, and Jair Alexander, their left starting left tackle David Bakatiari. They lost their their uh, starting safety Darnell Savage in the game as well. Okay, and then Kenny Clark got hurt, one of the the better you know defensive linemen, but he ended up coming back into the game. But so this this team was there for the taking. They were ripe for the pickings, if you will. And I just feel like the Bears offensively blew their opportunity. I think defensively they they were playing very well in that first half. A couple of defensive coverages. Uh, blown coverages in, in the secondary again, which has been a problem with them. And then, of course, the the uh, the looks like now the the weekly, uh, you know, Mario Edwards, you know, uh, penalty, you know, uh, fifteen yard penalty that he gives up. It seems like he's got a streak now. Was it three three games in a row now? He's giving those, those penalties away. So, and I understand Rogers had his face mask, but still, you got to be smarter than that. So, it it just uh, the combination of the of the offense just bogging down. Not after that first drive, they just pretty much looked like they they were clueless. And then after that, and and uh, the defensive uh, blown coverages in the secondary to me was really just kind of you know let the uh, momentum just swing totally towards the Packers. Tyler, um, I, I got to show you this uh, play. <laughs> I hate to go back to the officiating, but the the mark on this third down play, uh, and I was just reminded of this by somebody in the chat room. This was the most egregiously poor football call and i think in the history of football not only was the guy short of the first down marker he was short of the original line of scrimmage and when i say the guy it's uh i, I believe this is aaron jones the running back watch where the blue line this is the running back he's going to get the ball watch where the blue line is and watch where he is tackled it is unbelievable that they call this a first down first maybe down. he did get to the first line scrimmage but Clearly short of the yellow line, and unless the yellow line was misplaced, and I'm seeing the first down marker right at the top of the screen, there's just no way he got there. This is ridiculous. I can't believe, first of all, that the officials screwed this call up, and secondly, that Matt Nagy did not do something to uh, challenge the mark on the play because I know he, he, he lost a challenge earlier in the game, but that was so egregious. Anyone with... 
uh, eyesight could could tell that that play was woefully short of the first down. Tyler, your thoughts? I, absolutely right. I was so disturbed by it, I just had to let it go. Or would it disturb my peace for the rest of the game? I'm like, <laughs> wow, you're not going to challenge that? Like, you ch- he challenged cl- so many closer things. So many mm-hmm. things that were, like, even slimmer. Like, bro, it was obvious. It was so obvious. Even the Bears fans, once they noticed it was a first down, they started, like, saying, hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I was just like, wow. I was, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that they gave it to him one because it was so obvious. Because the Bears players celebrated the tackle. You mm-hmm. would think, why they fit? But they, but that lets me know there's something else going on. But I don't want to get into it because it's like yeah. it's so like obvious. All right. Well, let's move on. Go ahead, Danny. It looks no, like you know, I'm saying like he actually he actually won that first challenge. Remember that, that was that that was a yeah, spot right. where they called out a first down, then they reversed to fourth down. So right. he could have challenged that play. And, I, and, I, and again, this is why I'm thinking, is Matt Nagy involved in the play calling? Because the offense was so discombobulated. The plays look like they're coming in late to Justin Fields. All right. And that's um, and then he wasn't there to challenge his play. Like, why not? So that's the thing is like, what was something was going on on the sidelines there where the Bears just, our coaches were just thrown off because that was a play to challenge. That to me was a play to challenge more so than the one he actually won when he challenged uh, originally. So, so that's the thing is like, you know, right. Although when they call that a first down, I was like, wait, wait you got to challenge that. There's no way. You can. Now I know that the yellow line's not official. That's put there by the TV, by the TV uh, crew there, but still it's pretty damn close week in week out. And like you said, he doesn't even barely makes it back to the line of scrimmage, much less to that first down marker that we see off to the sideline. So yeah, I definitely, I would have challenged it. Not sure. You know, if, if Matt Nagy is going to get asked about that post game, but I want to know why that wasn't challenged. Yeah. It, it, uh, and I was just going to ask Danny if he could uh, begin the evaluation of Justin Fields' day um, because he clearly had some bad moments, especially right. uh, in the second quarter. Uh, the one play, and I've got it here, uh, the one play where he missed A-Rob wide open down the middle of the field that would have given the Bears the lead at halftime was just, uh, you know – it was just sick. Go ahead, take right. it away. Dave. I want to take a. That's a play I want to point out here. But I, I think I want to take a look at it on tape and see. It looks like initially he sees a rod, you know, because it looks like it was a second read. But then he wants to set his feet. But there was a defensive lineman there in front of him. And then he tries to right. recoil, pulls the ball back, and try to get back up there and throw it again. But then at that point, I think he thought it was too late. So then he tucked it and ran with the football. So yeah, that definitely was a miss there as well. Um, there are a couple a couple of plays where it just looked like Justin Fields was again not you know not pulling the trigger when he could have pulled the trigger on, on a couple of throws there you know something we had not seen guys the last couple of weeks with bill laser calling the play so you know and then and then a lot of times that that fourth down play or that third down play i should say in here at, at, towards the end of the game where he just took a sack and really knocked him out of field goal range that to me was was a was a big time rookie mistake uh but i think a, a good thing that fox did and greg olson did was they came back and they broke that play down dude it, it's like third and 15 just get enough yards, get closer to – you're already in field goal range, but just get a little bit closer in field goal range, whether run the ball or or drop a play where it's a simple play. He had five-man protection. He had guys – you know, he had the, the receivers – four receiver sets spread out to field. And now, again, you, you're giving Justin Fields, you know, limited uh, protection back there to try and make a quick read. He had no one open to throw the ball to. He tried to escape the pocket and just got tripped up and, and, and took a sack, unfortunately. Again – doesn't doesn't I'm not trying to make an excuse for him. He should have thrown the ball away. Should have not. Should have avoided a sack at all costs at that right. point. But then coaching staff, what kind of play design is that? It's third and fifteen. 
chances of you getting that first down are slim. Okay, let's get closer to field goal range, get within a one-score one game, and then let your defense go ahead and try and stop them, get the ball back, and now you go for a touchdown. Again, coaching failed my thing here. He made rookie mistakes. The combination of, of, of the two is why we saw a discombobulated in, in an offense that looked like it was broken up until that, that, that drive in that fourth quarter. Tyler, uh, we need, uh, you know, we got a lot of bad news to report on, but uh, let's inject some positive stuff from time to time. So talk to me, Tyler, about the play of Khalil Herbert. You have to, we all, all Bears fans have to be very proud of this guy's effort. I mean, the one, the number, the question was, could he handle it? Could he, could he, like, could he handle the load? Could he handle the load? Because his body handled it. You don't really want to put too much on a rookie. You don't want him to get hurt or things like that. They activated Pierce from the practice squad. And I think he came out and did a phenomenal job. He was hungry. He was fierce. He was quick to the ball. Um, there was a mishandled, there was a mishandled snap, if you will, not by Justin Fields behalf. And Herbert jumped on it right away. Mm -hmm. And so those some things that, that a coach can't teach. You just have to like know as a football player and be smart to preserve the play for Herbert to come out there. And I was hoping that he would get to the 100. He, he should have had two touchdowns. He should have had two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think that was kind of a silver, a silver lining in the back because we still got the TD. But for, for the way the Bears came out, for the way we started this game, I was very, very impressed with the start. And I was more impressed with the play action, getting Cole Komet involved early. These are the things that we've been looking for. You got um, Cole Komet is a stack of bricks, a mm -hmm. big stack of bricks, and he can catch the ball. Mm -hmm. That was like, I'm like, okay, cool. He, every time I'm like, he caught it. That's what's up. And so the, the fear of Herbert, it changed Green Bay's defense. They started to plug the, the middle of the A gaps even more after Herbert. And so I was really impressed with the way he handled the rock and told it the rock. And even in he came in, he was clutch in the fourth quarter. Aldo, like he was clutch. He actually he came in and he served the field touchdown. I was like, I was like, oh snap! The good thing about it was if we would have got that, we would have had like five minutes left on the clock. Mm -hmm. That was the one thing about me that I, that I, that I loved about the touchdown. We did have to. So the positives now. Let's go back real quick. Let's go back. The positives that touchdown was taken away. A touchdown was taken away. Fields takes a sack or third and all this other stuff, and we still get the touchdown. We see, the, for the first time that I've ever seen, back-to-back -back passes with Justin Fields was 10 yards or more. To do to see something like that, I was like, I was rather impressed. Because you have to go through adversity to find out who you really are. And our character was challenged. We weren't packing it in yet, like, oh, man, the refs stole the game from us again. No, we actually methodically went down the field with one good run by Herbert and three great passes by, by, by Fields. That was very impressive to me. Danny, uh, talk to me about Herbert. I, I, I've got a play here that epitomizes really, uh, I think, the strength of his running is that he sees the field so well and he cut backs. Uh, this right. is a play from for, the first For me, I, you guys all know that I'm a big Justin Herbert fan. I mean, uh, a Khalil Herbert fan coming out of coming out of Virginia Tech. He was a guy that I, I you know, talked about his his compact frame, his ability to his vision to see the cutback lanes develop, his patience as a runner, especially as a rookie runner, and he's got the the ability to cut, plant, and burst, uh, burst through the line of scrimmage for you know that first level of defense to get into that second and third level. So for me, I, I was not surprised by the the game that Khalil Herbert had. Like I said, I'm I'm a huge fan, and this kid is a, you know come it, him being a, a backup to actually third string behind you know, Montgomery and Damian. Williams, I, I love the depth of the Bears uh, running uh, backfield this this uh, offseason, uh, and this is here showing you some of it over here. But yeah, I mean, Herbert for me is, is, is a steal in the sixth round. I was excited when they made the pick, um, and I was touting it then, and, and I love it even more now. So, but yeah, the vision, the patience, 
to be able to uh, you know plant and cut and then just you know burst right through the line of scrimmage. He's, he can make you miss in the hole. You see right there, uh, you know the quick feet, the the agility. And I, I love this kid. I love him come out of uh, Virginia Tech, and I, I think he's just going to get better and better. So uh, you know we we were asking questions whether he, he could be a 20 plus you know tout you know, carry the ball kind of guy in, in the game and i think he had 19 carries today and he, he looked like he was still strong he could have easily gone 25 30 carries in this game and and you know you could, you could have rode him like 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 a workhorse tailback but unfortunately you know we didn't get to that point you know today however though i'm very excited about this kid's potential and, and for me in terms of positives i think uh, offensively I, I guys i think the tackles play well today I know, I know they gave up three sacks total, but two of them were, I think they were just right, Justin Fields were, was tackled behind the line of scrimmage. I, I think they only gave one real, real true sack. I think Elijah Wilkinson at right tackle. I mean, we didn't hear his name at all today. I think that's a, that's a positive. Jason Peters at left tackle, I think it settled in nicely. Um, you know, the, the interior, the, the guards, Whitehair got hurt a couple of times. Uh, Daniels got a call for a couple of penalties. And I think that Mustafer holding call was total BS. That, that was not a holding call in my opinion. But uh, I, I think the tackles were, were positive today. Um, you know, we talked about Cole Komet. Cole Komet being a a, a a offensive weapon today was was a positive. Him building that rapport with with Justin Fields, I think, is is going to you know be very good down into the future in terms of looking down you that's know down the road here. Um, so I think that's a positive defensively. If we're gonna if we're gonna go over the defensive side, you know, again the the, the front four make, making plays was 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 fun for me to see again. You know, just just controlling Aaron Rodgers for that. You know, from pretty much most of the game. You know, and then I, and I, th I like Xavier Crawford playing playing that nickel, but we didn't say Duke Shelley today on defense, and I, and I, I like Xavier Crawford out there playing. So, um, you know, he he didn't get. There was one play where it was, it was a there was a talk about maybe he got burned, but it was it was an offensive pass interference on Equinius uh, St. Brown of the Packers. So um, I think that was you know. a lucky break there for the Bears. I didn't see. I mean, I, uh, Fox didn't have a good angle of it, but I I didn't see a push off, man. But if if anything, he extended his arms, whenever your arms are fully extended or as a receiver, they typically call offensive uh, push off yeah, on not, those. Not sure I saw that one, but um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, he overall he did have a good game. There's no doubt about it. Um, Finish up with Herbert. Finish up with Herbert Aldo. That play that play that you showed. Uh -huh. Anybody, anybody in the chat, let me know if you play Madden. If you play Madden over the last 10 years, that was straight EA Sports. Like the, the fact that Herbert was able to change his velocity, that was almost that, that's the that's what you would that's what Devin Hester, that's what you could do with Devin Hester in Madden. You can go up one way, get everybody going, and whoop, like a human being, most human beings can't do that. <laughs> like to do that right there with that persistency, like that, that that is awesome. That is straight Madden EA Sports right there. And so just really want to shout out. Khalil, because that's a rookie. Like at the end of the day, that that's a rookie, and that have that's what helped the, the the whole flow of the game. First is being able to trust this guy to move the chains, and he had some nice tough yards. At first, I know Danny, we were getting some nice third and shorts. We were getting some all of our third downs were somewhat manageable, and that's why I've helped us move down the field. Then it all kind of changed, and so but this but, but but that but that alone, the offensive line, we got to give credit to the offensive line because he the rookie almost had a hundred yards rushing. So, yeah, the offensive line definitely needs credit. And it, it sadly, but the truth is, Justin Fields just has to throw the ball away. If you throw the ball away, those are some sacks that, that, that never happens. But it's more for me. I don't want I don't want anybody touching my quarterback. I don't want you to get touched. You're going to get spinned around. It's going to be an ankle. We got growing injuries in every phase of the game. I don't want nobody touching my quarterback. Justin, please get rid of the ball, bro. I know you're going to be great in, in, in the long run. And so, but Aldo. I don't want to go on much on a negative, but you guys talked about it. We talk about the Nagy as involved with this. My fear leading up to this game was Nagy said, oh, it's a big game. So let me get involved when we were fine. 
And so I was just mm-hmm. like, I, I, I don't know how much is, we would never know the truth because we're not in the room. It could have all been a laser. But for me, I'm like, I don't see Nagy's ego being so separated. Like, oh, let me get some in there because it looks discombobulated. We see confusion, but I saw a slight hindrance. It's like, we want to go, but it's something holding us back. Mm-hmm. And there may be too many ducks in a room. It may be too many hands in a cookie jar. And I kind of wish Ryan Pace, he probably is trying to back away and give Nagy his space, but the team is going to suffer. I'm looking at Khalil Mack, just looking look at the screen. He's like, man, the, the, the front seven could only do so much for so long. Even still, it would be nice if our offense could consistently score. If we could consistently score, we can get the team. The Packers' run game evolves over the course of the game. We were shutting Aaron, Aaron them down early on. But them guys, Dylan, that guy is a brick. And so, but the fact that the game was close, it, the Packers know they had a chance to stay in it. There are hints. There are hints of Nagy's call, play calling in this in this in this game plan. And and when I talk about hints, and that's why I was kept tweeting. I'm like, is Matt? I don't see anything evidence wise on the field, or actually on my TV, to tell me that Matt Nagy's calling the plays. But we, t- we talked about the discombobulation on, on the offense. The offense was just throw off sorts. That the plays were coming in late. How many times does Justin Fields say, "Call it again, call it again"? We didn't see many of that when he was when it was just strictly Bill Lazor calling the plays. That was that diamond formation at the goal line. Like w- Bill Lazor wasn't doing that. Bill Lazor wasn't lining up with the three three tight ends, and he was just kind of running it down the you know people's throats. At fourth and one, they had him in a shotgun. Why at fourth and why, why aren't you why aren't you in the under center in the I formation with a lead blocker? Give the ball to Herbert. Let me get the first down and move on. That's what Laser was doing the last couple of weeks. I I don't I hope Laser is not trying to get too cute with that as well. Fourth and one, you're in shotgun. You know, when this this has been working for them the, the previous you know uh, first three games of the season and, right. and parts of last year as well. So that's why there, there are hints of of Nagy's Nagyisms, if you will, in, in this yeah. in this in this play calling in this offensive uh, game plan today. And that's that kind of worries me. That scares me whenever he gets involved. Addressing mm-hmm. the guy in the chat, Robert said, "Bro, nobody's making excuses. We're not here to go. We're not here to make excuses for anybody. We're just talking about the variables." Nagy didn't have the play sheet, but Nagy is definitely in a room. He could tell these guys, "These are the plays. Pick from these plays, or I'm firing you." That's what I, the head coach has. That type of like tyranny, if you will. Pick from these plays. If you don't pick from these twenty plays, you're out of here. These are the five plays we're going to use this week. These are probably, that's what that's how it goes. So he wasn't caught on the plays, but is laser is laser on a leash? Is I want to hear from Bill Laser personally. These are things that we will never know. I hope they somebody asked him. You know, when you go back, if you're comparing got to Matt last Nagy year at the podium, Bay, Stand by. that was an ugly loss. That was a rough loss. Then you go to the one in here at home. And uh, again, we had an opportunity of fourth and one last, last year, year in the, the uh, fourth quarter and to, 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 to be able to convert that and, and make it a good thing. It was a five point game this year. Again, it's about finishing. It's about in those moments. And even, even to the very end right there with the offense getting down there, down 10, to be able to worst case get three with three timeouts and be able to say, OK, you got to get first down. We're going to stop the clock, get the ball back and go down and, and, and score a touchdown. Um, that's, that's where I think we just missed it because we didn't give ourselves a chance to kick that, to kick, to get the three points, worst case scenario. And we had to throw a desperation Hail Mary. Yeah, there's times that Justin looks like there's a guy that's open and he sees him, but he doesn't want to pull the trigger. You see a little bit of hesitation there. I think about Mike Mecca across the middle late in that first half, Darnell Looney and Alpha on third and seven. There's like, it's a short amount of time, but it looks like a no, I don't think so. I think I think he's done a really good job with his progressions and understanding and learning what we want to do. I mean, there's so many things that go into it, and um, I'm I'm really proud of of where he's at. Again, every day he's going to keep growing.
every single day in practice. These games he's going to grow. So if there is a time here or there, maybe, but that's football. Every quarterback has that happen. You know what I mean? So for him, I just I think he's doing a really good job of making sure that he he communicates with us where he's at. And then in the game, he's going to keep getting looks. He's starting to see more and more defenses. He's starting to get more and more timing with these wide receivers and tight ends. So, um, you know, the, the beautiful thing about Justin is he's he's a competitor. He stays extremely positive. Um, he's hard on himself in a good way. And uh, trust me, I know one thing he'll be ready to, to really um, help his teammates get back at it. What, what was your immediate after the game assessment of the defense? You obviously, you, you guys got to Rodgers and some key plays, yeah. but they still, you know, they ran the ball well and he still made. Yeah, they, they had they had some big runs there uh, towards the end, and we, we talked about it in the huddle down there towards the end of the game. Hey, we got to, at worst case, hold them to a field goal and make it a six-point game, and they ended up getting that touchdown on the scramble touchdown. Um, so, again, uh, just the, the leaders that we have on that defense – uh, they they understand where we're at. They've been they, that defense has been playing really well, and uh, that's a good offense that we played. They're well coached. They got a great quarterback, and so that's a challenge. And and so um, what you do is you, you look at where where you went wrong. Um, the the effort by our guys is always there. It never changes. I thought Coach Desai and, and the rest of the coaches have coached them well and done a good job. So ne- so now you just again you figure out why. You look at each other. You say okay, let's pick the pieces up. Let's get right back at it. I know you like you said that if you're healthy enough to play in the game, you're healthy. Yeah. But Hicks and Mac both appear significantly handsome. Mm-hmm. What do you appreciate about them? Yeah, I, I appreciate that grit and toughness. I mean, it's it's uh they those positions they play at, it's physical. It's not easy. Uh and you gotta be you gotta be strong, you gotta be tough, you gotta you get out there, then you gotta, you know, these guys are are, are warriors. And uh as a as a coach, and I know the rest of our coaches, when you see that, you appreciate that and you understand it, but um, you know, it's 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 a it's a battle down there, man, in the trenches. It's tough. Plus, when Aaron Rodgers scrambled for the touchdown at the end of the game, he looked into the crowd and he said, "I still own you." Mm-hmm. That you take exception to it? Do you look over the course of his career and say he's right? No, I just think uh, for us, we worry about what we do, and uh, you know, I didn't see any of that or, or anything like that. And for me, my biggest thing right now is just making sure that whatever we can do to get better and win every game, including Green Bay, we need to do it. Thanks, John. Thank you. I got to say, I'm going to unmute everybody here. Um, I got to say, I, you know, I, I'm always editing what Matt Nagy says, but that whole thing, I understand he didn't hear Aaron Rodgers say that, but I, I almost feel like this team needs a little Mike Ditka. He should have said, you know, Aaron Rodgers, that, you know, what did he say? Oh, he said that? Well, we'll see the next time we play him, you know. <laughs> Issue that declaration that we're coming after you. You know, that's Chicago Bear football. That's Bear football. You don't let anybody get away with that. You don't try. You know, this isn't, you know, they go low, we go high. No, that's not. This is football. This is Bear football. I'm sorry. You know, that's, you know, we go low, they go high. That's for real life stuff. In the game of football, when somebody basically questions you, you your play and, and denigrates it, on national TV, like he did to the fans uh, on Fox Sports, you got to reply to that in, in in a way that lets the fans know, yeah, don't worry about it. We're gonna get them next time. You know how you reply to that, Aldo? You you get that you get that clip, and next time you play the Packers, you play on a loop for the players before the, every team meeting. 
and he and then you you pump up these players and you go out and you and you beat the hell out of them next game. That's all mm-hmm. you can do. Him sitting up there in the podium talking tough and all this stuff. All it's gonna do is gonna give the Packers some some more you know bulletin board material if you will the next time around. I, I want him to play that to the to the players. I want him to pump up the players the next time they play the Packers. They go ahead and they own him at, at Lambeau Field. If John, if John, I know John punches something right now. I know for a fact. <laughs> I know for a fact John is John heard that and he probably saying something. So John, I feel you and I can hear you yelling from wherever you at, John. And I hope you're safe, brother. But it's the truth. I mean, yeah, the guy's I mean, not lying. No, it, no. It, of course, it's the truth that that yeah. was the softest crap ever, softer than baby crap. What I just it's, saw. It, that, that, that that's our freaking head coach. But Matt Nagy come up there saying that we're gonna stop. You know, we're gonna talk all this crap like this guy would. Like, what's that gonna do? It's not, about, it's not, it's not about being dick. It's about being situational awareness. Okay. I I I'm telling you right now that that pissed me off out of everything today. Oh, it pissed me off too. Uh, I was I was furious when I heard so him say what that. What I'm saying is our coach, who has character, has already been challenged all year long for different reasons. Okay, we're talking about play calling. We're talking about being a leader of men. Our damn rivalry. The one person that Virginia McCaskey said, I'm tired of this. The declaration of our organization, the pinnacle of our existence is to beat this team. And this dude comes into your house and says, I own you. Mm-hmm. Still own you. I still own you. Not just I own you, but I still own you. So basically, if, if Megan, Megan goes up there right now and tells us, oh, yeah, we're going to beat him, blah, blah, blah. That ain't gonna do shit, to be honest with you. You you do that next now. Next time you play them, you pump up your team. Like I said, you get you, you play that thing in a loop over and over and over again. But see, but that. Tyler, but, but him talking to me and you and making me and you feel better that he's all pissed off about it, it's not gonna no, do no, shit. No, no, no. I don't care about he's being pissed but off about get, it. Get, get your players out there, and now when you, you go up there and you beat them up there, happens. then you say who owns who now. That's how you do right. it. Right. But that's but the question was he needs to acknowledge that it happened. The reporter asked him the question. He didn't even. He was like, "Oh, he said, well, I'm not." I, he didn't acknowledge it. Is, is what I'm, is what I'm talking about. We, we got to give him the benefit of that because I mean, technically, he, he didn't. He didn't hear it. So unless right, cool. he's, you know, I'm saying well, we it's, gonna be, it's gonna be a Bleach Report and ESPN right. 1000 right. all day now, tomorrow. Now tomorrow, now tomorrow, yeah. he says I didn't hear it. Now we know he's lying. Right, right. Because that's gonna might... be all over ESPN. It's gonna be all over, like you said, Bleacher Report all over the airwaves tonight. Mm-hmm. Aldo, it looks like we we lost we lost control of the game in the second and third quarter. The, se- the second and third quarter is where we lost control of the game. We were unable to come up with any amount of points and sustain drive, sustain drive. I'm seeing no, a lack um, of um, being able to not Sorry. pull this out and lose that 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 hurts. That's my mistake. Go ahead, please. I see us. I see us being lack of an imagination of consistently being able to scheme guys open. We got Allen Robinson. We finally got Adam Robinson involved. It's like we're fine. Every time we pass somebody, they're like, oh, we finally get them involved. We're not seeing the consistent methodical precepts. This is what we're going to do. Why does it feel like they're using these games as practice rather than having a system? Matt Nagy's talking about like they went in with a – he act like he's 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 they're immune or like they, they don't want in-game adjustments. I don't understand why we can't make adjustments mid-game. Halftime, save the post-game speech for halftime speech. This, I'm just, this is what it makes sense. As a Bill Belichick, make the adjustments – like, don't be content with the with the loss. Try to win. Obviously, we try to do. But it's like, hey, who's not getting involved? We only have five guys catch the ball this game. Only five guys caught the ball this game. And, like, Cole Komet, I mean, nobody caught over six balls. And so it's lack of imagination on the consistent drive. And that could be for anybody. That could, they could all share that blame. But what's the vision? What's the focus? And this is what I'm saying. If it hopefully is just Bill Lazor calling the plays because – these players can get confused with this stuff, and that's that, that's that, that's what I'm seeing. Who do we, I, I forgot who we play next week. 
because I was so focused. Buccaneers. I was so focused on that. The Buccaneers. That's gonna Tom be Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady. It's only Tom Brady. <laughs> Although it, but, we did make them last but, year. <laughs> but, but Tyler, the thing is, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's little bits of nagginism sprinkled in his game plan. Matt Nagy does not make adjustments at halftime. You know, right. Bill Lazor, we saw him make some sort of adjustments from the last previous two games. So that's what I, I need to know. And no one, I don't think anyone asked him in this press conference is like, who was calling the plays? Now, we know Bill Lazor was calling the majority of the plays, but, but Tyler, you made a good point earlier. Maybe Nagy had these certain plays drawn in and say, hey, run this play now. And he, as the head coach, can overrun what Bill Lazor calls. So that that I'm telling you, there's some little bit of nagginisms in the, in these in this play calling, and and the offense was totally discombobulated, out of sorts, until that 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 drive in that fourth quarter, that touchdown drive to Mooney, where we saw like like Justin Fields got into a rhythm there and just started making some 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 plays on his own, really, you know, breaking containment and just you know finding guys downfield instead of running the ball or or you know tucking the ball and getting a first down. So that's the thing is like it's so confusing, you know, if, if he would just Strictly give Bill Lazor the, the play calling. You know, if they the Bears had stuck to the same game plan today that they had the, against the Raiders and against the Lions, which is under center, play action, run the ball, run two or three man sets, you know, in terms of pass, you know, uh, run routes, uh, have mass protection, you know, two or three tight ends in there, have the running back chip. I saw a, a, a lot more, just not going over the tape yet, a lot more five man protections like we saw versus Cleveland than I saw the last two weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know that the, the Packers were not at full strength, but still, your offensive line are, is not the greatest right now. You can't keep going with five-man protection here. And I saw a lot more of those. I'm not saying every single pass play was five-man protection, but that key point with that fourth down, again, I'm not defending Justin Fields. He should have thrown the football away. But five-man protection, four-man route, why? It's third and 15. Get six, seven yards. Get, get a minimal gain. Hell, throw a freaking screen pass. Throw a screen pass, get yourself a four or five yards, make it an easier kick, make it a one possession game. That what I'm talking about there, that's nagyism right there. That's naggy spread into that offensive play play calling there. And that worries me. Whenever he puts his fingers into this game plan, the Bears struggle. We saw it last year with Trubisky. We were seeing it this year with Fields. You know, I'm not saying Justin Fields was was you know mistake prone or, or um mistake free or anything like that. And he made rookie mistakes. There are sometimes that, that some throws that we got to go back and take a look at the tape, yeah, but uh, some throws where he didn't get, get rid of the football quick enough. Apologize for interrupting. We got um, the quarterback at the podium. That's a naked play and my eyes aren't supposed to go there. That's cool. Just a coach Nagy said this one really hurts because it was such a good competitive game and it was against Green Bay. How do you kind of sum up just your feelings after after the loss? Um, I think I should have played better. Um, I didn't play as well as I wanted to. Um, you know, I think the drive before the second half ended. I think we should have got points right there. So that's on me. And I mean, I just gotta play better for my teammates. Uh, I think Bill was calling a great game. We, we were doing you know good things on offense. So again, I'll, I'll take the blame. I'll take the credit for. Uh, you know, that that right there, because, I mean, unfortunately, I just didn't play how I needed to play for us to get the win. So, um, again, I just got to be better. So, yeah. Justin, after not seeing Cole commit so much the other three games, but now you have four, about 40-something yards to him. What did you see from him in this game that allowed you to throw the ball more so than the other games? Uh, we probably had more plays called for him. So, um, just to play calling. More. What do you appreciate about what Herbert was able to do today on the ground? I mean, yeah, that's not surprising. Uh, we, we know how talented he is, and, you know, we, we know what he brings to this offense. So he's a power back. 
Um, you know, he has great uh, instincts on, you know, running the ball and, you know, juking moves or juking or whatever. But, yeah, he's a great player. Justin, I think it was the third quarter on the third down. You were scrambling. You got tackled out of bounds on the Packers' sideline. Looked like you were having a long conversation with the referee as the punt team was coming on. Was that, were you thinking there should have been a, a, late, a late hit call there? I don't, I don't know. I was just talking to him for real. Um, I mean, I wanted to just get – I guess get on the same page with him on what he saw and you know what I felt because I'm not sure he said because we talked after the fact, but um he said that he tackled me and then he rolled over me or something like that. But I thought he was just doing a little bit too extra stuff. But again, my eyes weren't on that. It was just something I felt. So um we could have saw some, something completely different. Just what did Aaron Rodgers say after the game? Looked like he had a little chat with him. Uh, yeah, he just said you know enjoy this rivalry. Um, and um just just keep working and keep getting better. Justin, uh, you, you guys had that real strong first drive and you had that drive in the fourth. Um, in between, a little bit mixed. Is that the next level for you, that type of start-to-finish consistency yeah. during the game? Consistency, that's it. I mean, once you come out, get a stop on defense, score first drive, 7-0, I mean, we got to keep putting the points on them, especially with a quarterback like Aaron. I mean, he's a we got to just, just capitalize on every possession we get. we got to get points somehow. We can't score in the first drive and not score the whole second half, so we, we, we definitely got to get better. Justin, what sort of things do you take away from uh, like this matchup between you and Aaron Rodgers? Matchup between me and Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, what sort of things do you take out of it? Me or us and the Packers. Uh, it's, just, it's not a matchup between me and Aaron. It's a matchup between us and the Packers. So, I mean, like I said, I got to play better. Um, and we got to put up more points. Justin, Mooney said a couple minutes ago that, you know, after the interception on the free play, that the momentum kind of went away and it took a while to get it back. What are some tricks to getting momentum back quickly when you have a step back or, a, you know, when you have a mistake like that? Just forgetting about it. Just moving on and um, moving to the next drive. Justin, on the last two sacks from Clark, it looked both times like you had an edge on him and then he gets an arm out. Are you still adjusting to just how quick these big guys move at this? Sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear the first part. So. The last couple sacks, it looked like you had an edge on Kenny Clark, and then he gets an arm out and gets you down. Are you still adjusting to just how much quicker these big guys move at this level? No. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. He took accountability. He took accountability. And he's pissed. And he's pissed. You could tell the kid is pissed. And he, and he knew he left some plays out on the field. I think right there he was hitting on that that play we talked about with Allen Robinson. He said that, that that wasn't his first read. He was a naked boot. His first read was a guy on the outside. And then when he kind of saw it, he tried to plant. The defender was in his face. He tried to kind of you know, recoil. But and then it was just too late. And then he decided to tuck it and run with it. So that, that, the kid takes accountability. Like I said, Tyler, the kid's a, it's, it's a natural and born leader. That leadership it comes out of him. And you can tell he's pissed. And the, the guy's gonna he's going to be the first one back in there tomorrow morning trying to get this thing resolved. And and guys, I, I saw a lot of positives with them today. Like I, I saw when they, they allow him to air the ball out, you know, the guy's downfield accuracy was was on point. Again, there were a couple of throws kind of sailed on, on him. That happens from time to time. But again, it's rookie mistakes. Maybe that Robinson play next time, he'll, he'll kind of, you know, in the corner of his eye, kind of see if Robinson gets open like that again. You know, that's, that's something that he'll, he'll kind of like put down in his notebook and kind of just take notes of it. The thing about this kid is that when he makes a mistake, Typically, we don't see that mistake be made again the second time around. So, and now with this with the sack, you know he's got to get rid of that football. Plain and simple. That, I hate the play call, but you know it, he's got the ball at the end of at the end of the play. He's got that ball in his hands. It's his responsibility. Get rid of that damn football and let let your kicker at least make a makeable field goal attempt there. That was that was the captain. The captain of the Chicago Bears just fell on the sword. 
and that's and that and that's what you want. That's what you want from your leader. He would. I like him giving some jabs, some spice to the media. He because the media will try to ask a question just to get him to get a sniblet. You versus the Amber Hill. No, I was going against the Packers because the quarterback. Right. They always say that the quarterback. No, he was going against the Packers defense. And so, but that's what Field is focused on getting better. And so next week it'll be Fields versus the um the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But Justin Fields to come out there like that, he's takes sole accountability. He wants to play better. He's a champion. He's a champion. He's a he's a champion at heart. He's always been the best in this field. And he's he could he he could take it. He could take his lumps, Otto. He could take his lumps. He wants to get better, and he will get better. I'm actually I'm very excited for this future. The, um, there's a lot of debate going on in the chat room regarding, you know, who was calling the plays and so forth. And uh, I'm going to assume that when people are saying that, you know, it's ridiculous that, you know, people are making claims that Nagy is calling the plays. I'm assuming that is within the chat room because I don't think Danny nor Tyler and certainly I didn't say that Nagy is calling the plays. But if I can speak for Danny just for a second, I think what Danny is saying that the game plan, the blueprint was Nagy's. And so there were some mistakes in there. Plus, there is Nagy has the ability to suggest a play. You know, he's the guy. It, it, override. Um, he, he can override the offense corner. Override. Suggest a play, override a play. And so he may not have called play after play after play. But on that one particular play that Danny pointed out and Greg Olson on Fox TV pointed out the everyone going deep and the poor guy's running for his life and still nobody's made a break, that could have been a Matt Nagy suggestion for that particular play. We don't know that, and we're not going to hear that. But uh, right. there, so, there's just sprinkles of of Matt Nagyness in this in this game plan. That that diamond formation at the goal line. That's a Matt Nagy type of play. Fourth and one, and the shotgun handoff to Herbert. That, that's a Matt Nagy type of play. I'm just saying the, there are a lot more five man protections here in in this in this uh, game as opposed to previously. You know that right. the 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 uh, offense was was out of rhythm. You know that that's something that we hadn't seen on Blazer. Now the one thing Justin Fields did say in the um, in the press conference is that Bill called a good game. So that tells me that Bill Lazor was calling the plays for us, at least from what Justin Fields just told us. Right. Um, the Minnesota Vikings win in overtime against the Panthers, 34 to 28. They are now three and three, which means the Bears and the Vikings are tied in the division for second place. Um, uh, Tyler, what do you think about this division and, and how it's, shaping up do you think that the chicago bears compare favorably against the vikings we know right now they're not better than the packers perhaps when they meet again later in the season they will be but right now they're not but are they better than the three and three vikings i, be I believe the bears can definitely hold their own and definitely um beat the beat the viking beat a vikings team um this just going against them if, you, if we're comparing running backs Dalvin Cook, Montgomery, I believe are both top 10 running backs, obviously. But look at the depth. Even their backup up there in Minnesota is actually very good as well. And so, but um, I, I do believe so. We got, we got the wide receivers out. We got the wide receivers. We got the wide receivers who can hold their own man-on-man -man breaks. We got the the um the defensive line. Our I told you and John last week, our I put I, our front seven is the best in the NFL, especially when healthy. When 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 healthy, I, I don't think we've seen it. And so um, Akeem Hicks may be out next week, but um, our front seven, Kirk Cousins, I truly believe we'll have him run for his life as well. Um, 
Jalen Johnson, Jalen Johnson has really been impressive. He really, it was that last play. We, we this game was a couple of plays from being different. Yes, it was. A couple right. of being different. Okay, mm -hmm. because where we were at after that touchdown, we were in position to get the Packers to punt. Jalen went for a hard press and never attempted to recover. I'm a little disturbed at him. And they're going to see that on film. They but, they see they, but they think he had safety help. They, I no, say, no, 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 no. Damn no. safety help. This is man-on-man -man coverage. It's the best receiver in the league. You can't do that against Aaron Rodgers. We're, we're, we're going – safety help is over top. We're trying to prevent it first down. We're trying to get the ball back. We had just we, – we, it was like second and ten or second, almost third down in that position. He the point is responsibility. He wasn't checking anybody. So first of all, if you didn't go off your man, he he was he didn't even go. Out. He could have went after Rogers and got a sack, but didn't do that either. But what I'm saying is, I love the kid. He could have did something. He missed on a hard pass jam and didn't attempt to recover north or south. If you got beat, he definitely got beat. Then he could have ran to Rogers. If you're saying if he knew he had over the top help, then he should have blitzed Rogers then, but he didn't. Rodgers, that, that's not that's not his responsibility. You can't hey, just, just course, play. Because he missed a jam, he's going to go after the quarterback. That that's that's not the way you play defense. No, I know that. But the fact that man, he didn't go after the receiver. When right. you watch him tomorrow, you'll see it. When well, you watch well, him tomorrow, that's something. He got beat. I mean, he got beat. He would try to press him at the, at the line of scrimmage. He got that was a great move by Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in the NFL. He got beat. But then when he turns around, like you said, Tyler, he stopped running. I'm like that tells me either a he he thought he had safety help over the top. Or B, he just let you know, and that's not that's not the kid. We haven't seen him just quit on a play, right? So that's something like that's he thinks why, he's got safety help over the top, and then and then that's where A. Jackson so, comes but over. Rogers, just, but we gotta understand, but we gotta understand who we're playing against, man. Aaron Rodgers is looking for a window, and as you saw, Aaron Rodgers gather for that throw. He said, "Oh my God, he's open." It was like a it was a knee jerk reaction when Rodgers threw the ball, and so like I said, that that was a pivotal game because I thought we was about to come back. I said, we get this freaking ball back. I think we're gonna freaking we have a chance here. We really have a chance here. But but beside but besides that play, Jalen did a great job with shadowing him throughout the course of the game. I was really impressed because, like we said, Devontae is the best wide receiver in the league. And so, but you but you gotta be able to recover, you gotta be able to go all out max effort to, to beat the Packers. It's a whistle to whistle. It's for until it's zero 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 on the clock, and you up by three touchdowns. This game is never over against this man. And right. so, but, but that all goes. That also goes back to your point earlier, Danny, about having not. I don't want to say soft, but just safeties that don't hit. Eddie Jackson doesn't hit. He did have one great, great aggressive tackle. I did like that. But besides that, not having a safety to come down and lower the boom. That's why these running backs was able to get damn near, probably close to like five to six yards of carry. It looked like. Danny uh, Matthew wants to know. Excuse me for jumping on you there, Tyler. Uh, Matthew wants your evaluation of Jalen Johnson. Yeah, for me, to me, uh, Jalen Johnson, Tyler, you made a good point. You know, that that press, it, there was two plays really that, that he got beat on today. And for me, Jalen Johnson took a, took a step up today and being being that, that number one cover corner that we think he can be because, you know, previous today, from what I've been seeing on tape, he was just a, a – he just covered one side of the field, right? Today was the first time I actually saw him shattering a receiver across the field on both sides. So to me, that, that's a step at, at becoming that number one cover corner. That was that first play earlier in the first half. He was caught flat-footed. He was covering Adams in the slot, and Adams made a great play, and it was, I think it was like a 20-some-yard gain. That was the first play he got beat on. That P.I. they called on him, that, that was a that was a really touchy call. I mean, I think that, that could have gone either way in terms of uh, – 
uh, that that penalty there. And we talked about the refs race. We're not going to harp on that. And then that that play that, that Tyler and I were talking about right now. Yeah, I mean he he was up there press corner. He he, he missed the jam. Great move by Adams on the release. Got free. Um, again, it, did he have over top? Did he think he had over top safety help? You know, obviously he didn't. Eddie Jackson was more towards in the, in the middle of the field. So I think Johnson was another game today where he showed he's getting better as a corner. Uh, is he fully developed there? Is he there? He has number one shutdown corner. Not yet, but from what I've seen early on this season, the kid's well on his way. His, his biggest thing is just stay healthy, continue to learn from some of these mistakes. Hey, he went up against one of the better receivers in the NFL today. Tom and I both agree on that. Um, and and there there were a couple of times he got schooled. And uh, you know these are lessons that he's got to learn. Just like Justin Fields on offense, a couple of times he made mistakes, rookie mistakes that he's gonna have to you know put those in his notebook and, and in the back of his mind there and just learn on it. And next time, don't you know not make those same mistakes over and over again. So, but uh, Tyler, I don't know how you feel about this, but defensively, man, I'm I'm loving this defense. They're flying to the football. I, I love the the games that Sean Desai is, is is playing up front with these front seven guys, getting guys free. Um, and you know, they, they pretty much, they held Rogers pretty much in check in that first half. I'm just, I'm just concerned about the safeties. I know you don't want to call them soft, but man, Eddie Jackson has really disappointed me the last season and a half. Um, I, I never thought that I'd be sitting here and saying, I wish the bears had kept Adrian Amos over Eddie Jackson. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm, I'm getting close there. I'm getting close to saying that I wish we had kept Adrian Amos now because Adrian Amos, I tell you, saw him today, make another great play and then a hole against Khalil Herbert, almost shutting him down for that first arm run. Uh, he's developed, developed in terms of being a leader back there for the Packers secondary. He's gotten better in coverage too. Adrian Amos has as well. So um, it, the safeties for me are a concern, guys. And and I'm I'm not only now studying offensive linemen in the next year's draft hard. I'm looking at safeties as well because I think that's an area the Bears are going to have to improve on. Danny, yeah, I, go ahead, uh, Tyler. You had a thought? No, I was I was going to say I agree with Danny. Um, we definitely we definitely need some assist uh, assistance in the secondary period. It would night. It would be a beautiful thing to have an aggressive, an aggressor back there in the secondary that could also be the leader on defense. Like I mean, I th I'm thinking back to Mike Brown. Like when we had somebody who can come down and lay the wood, he just couldn't stay. He couldn't couldn't stay healthy. <laughs> but um, and just to be clear, Jalen is amazing. He's a young young talent. But when we're talking about situational awareness and where this game is pivotable, pivotal when you're trying to win an NFL game. We got because Danny in that particular game, I don't want to harp on too long, but it was just like I would prefer him to not jam on that situation because where we were at and the situation we're at, we're not trying, we're just trying to like we want to punt two more incompletes and we punt the ball. Yeah. Like you said, safety up over top. I prefer him to pay five yards off a little bit because that way, that's, Roger, but, 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 that's, that's, but that's the call though. That, that's the call, but from the from the defensive call from the coach, you can't, I don't think he's no, no, you can't. It's situational awareness. Ed Reed was Ed Reed because Ed Reed, Troy Palomau, these guys played outside of the playbook. You got to play outside of the playbook. Donovan McNabb, we're, we're trying to win the game here. You want to be the teacher's pet or win the game? Well, I mean, you're second your corner. You can't. You can't just go off of your assignments, though, Tyler. You, you can't, no, if, no, if your I'm assignment says you jam the guy at the line of scrimmage, you jam him. Okay, yeah. bro. But he could jam him hard. He, he did a hard jam. He missed. And he missed. He, he a hard miss and then sat still. But I'm saying is he could, but if he if he was gonna do that situ, situational awareness, a heart, I played a game. So I'm talking from like from physical experience. And so like when you hit when you when you when you when you hit hard left, open I would have had it opened up a little bit because when he jammed Danny and missed, Rogers immediately saw him open. That's when I Rogers looked up. And so what's I'm saying? I'm trying to win the damn game. Like the game, the game, the game is on the line at that point. If you got safety up over top, I was preferred to just like. Soft jam, 
go with him a little bit so he doesn't appear as wide open because Adams ran free for 10 yards by himself because of the hard miss and sit still. And Aldo, I don't know if you want to continue on this or you want to cut in real quick. Uh, I can no. have a comeback on that one because because if, ahead, that ahead. tells me right there that that if you know, first of all, I'm, I'm not going to tell a second year guy to kind of freelance, right? He's only a second right. year player. He follows his assignments. If he's if he's jamming hard, then he knows if he misses against the Bounty Adams, it's pretty much an open open shot case, right? Like kind of like it was. So that's why I'm thinking this guy knew or thought he had over the top safety help. When that's when he turned around, and he saw no safety over there. Then he starts chugging. So that, yeah. that's what we look and see what again. Well, are we gonna are we gonna know exactly if if there was a miss? We don't know. But we're gonna go off of that tape. And like I said, his initial reaction was he jammed hard, like you said. He missed. Great play by Devante Adams. Great release at the line of scrimmage. But his reaction when he looked up, he saw no safety help. He knew he was in trouble. And that's when then obviously, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers being the great Aaron Rodgers, he saw it right away. Bam, threw it and, and took advantage of it. Yeah, he did a great job because last week Devontae Adams had over 200 yards passing. And so that that being said, Jalen still did a heck of a job on that's that's a beast. That man is a physical mm-hmm. beast. And our second day overall did very well. As Aldo had the stats up for our auto wide receivers, nobody had over five or six receptions. And so that right there, that right there looks like good defense. It just sucks because we just got eaten up. And so those three catches by Lazard were just happened to be clutch plays. And so mm-hmm. Rodgers had to go different places because the defense was getting home so fast. The defense was getting home so fast, and so Rodgers got rid of the ball quick. Aldo. And the majority of those yards from Adams were really on two plays, guys. True. Yeah, exactly. True. True. Um, a lot of people in the chat room are saying uh, that they are reading a lot of other people on social media saying trade Justin Fields for first round draft. Oh this guy's a bust and so forth. And of course, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you what to tell those people, but you might want to consider to go tell them to go to hell or something like that. Sorry, but but it, it's just buffoonery for anyone to make that suggestion. This guy is a. This guy is an embryo when it comes to quarterbacks. He is still going to grow into a full man, and we want it to happen as quickly as possible, but it's going to take some time. And the the, the concern, though, is Danny and Tyler, uh, is Matt Nagy the right guy to help this guy become that man, no. or is he going to slow down the progress? Danny, you no. first. No, Matt Nagy is not the not is not the what he was sold to us. He's not a quarterback guru, a a offensive genius, or anything like that. He is a guy. He's just a, a head coach and and a, a medi- you know, mediocre. Some might say bad head coach. I, I'll give him mediocre if you will right now. Uh, but uh, he's not a guy that I would entrust with Justin Fields in terms of developing this kid in, into an NFL quarterback. There are a number of other coaches that I, I like on other teams that will you know we'll, we won't get into that now, but. Um, in terms of what's on the Bears offense right now, the coaching staff, I, I give it John D. Filippo and I give him to Bill Lazor. I do not give Matt Nagy anywhere. I try and keep him away from Justin Fields because I, I, I know that that Bill Matt Nagy cannot develop a quarterback. Tyler. Um, is this sucks out of because that's who we got? <laughs> is this we 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 got him? That, that I mean that's our coach. We it's hard to develop anybody when you're the head coach. The, that's more for the quarterback. So Nagy might do something good for Justin Fields if he if that's all Matt Nagy did. If he followed right. Justin Fields everywhere and talked to Justin Fields about, hey, this is what this defense. Yeah, he could, that can totally benefit him. But he's only getting Matt Nagy maybe what twenty five. Let's just say twenty percent of the time because Matt Nagy has other responsibilities. I don't want my head coach neglecting the rest of the team for the quarterback. That's not what I want on my head coach. 
I, that's for the quarterback coach and an offensive coordinator. They should be adjoining the hip. And so theoretically, I'm going to say no because the imagination is not there. We Nagy's trying to create a system. When I thought when we got him, he was bringing a system to Chicago. If, if, if Josh McDaniels was hired by the Bears, there's a proven system coming here that Tom Brady took to the Super Bowl that they use different wide receivers every single year and they were productive. That's a system. Matt Nagy, we're, I, think, I, feel like, I feel like we're still going on the fly of trying to figure things out. I don't understand how we can't get Darnell Mooney open on every consistent play. I feel like if Darnell Mooney was on the Kansas City Chiefs, he'd be a top one wide receiver fantasy right now. These are just the facts of the lack of imagination because Justin Fields is running for his life because nobody's open. Why are they not open? Well, Why are they thing, not open? I, I will one, one thing I'll just, I'll just, I will not disagree with you in terms of there are other coaches outside the on the NFL that can come in here and and help develop Justin Fields. But the, the guy who just gave us is is, uh, is not one guy that I would want here as my head coach. I feel and you. I'll give you why. At the end of the day, I feel you, bro. But I'm about I'm a, it's, it's, it's results for me. Josh Mc Josh McDaniels. You well, what do you do without Tom Brady? What's done without Tom Brady? He has done nothing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm a I'm a fan of Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady. I'm Tom saying, Brady. Josh McDaniels. What has McDaniels done without Tom Brady? I mean, he sucked at Denver. He right. he, he looked horrible at Cam Newton. He's he, he so far he hasn't done anything great with with uh, with uh, Mac Jones. So what what has Josh McDaniels? Danny, done? Danny, I think Danny, I think Danny, he's Danny, got Danny, a. You're 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 taking this. I think you and Josh McDaniels got y'all. I think y'all maybe had a, a disagreement back in the day. I'm talking about the ten year career of Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady. Tom Brady, who the damn expert said was a six, would w- w- fail under pressure. Tom Brady, that was a six-round draft pick. Yeah, you would say Tom Brady now, but Tom Brady, when they got him, wasn't Tom Brady. He was developed and groomed that way. Okay, it wasn't Josh McDaniels. Yeah, but Josh, he Josh. stepped. No, it wasn't. What it was, but Tom Brady stepped into that system and took it over. Is what I'm saying with different receivers. So what I'm saying is, it's not about we can get too caught up in the name, but the fact is, there's a system in place. Put y'all can play a name game all you want. I'm just talking about a system. Of system, right. of we're hate. talking about it bringing a coach in here to help develop Justin Fields, right? We're talking about not just talking about the offensive system, we're talking about everything around him the system, the play calling, the coaching, being able to get him comfortable in the pocket. And a fourth and on third and 15, not running a five man protection and four guys just get a, get a quick hitting play. Things like that is what I'm talking about, Tyler. Yeah. And I think Nagy has proven to us though. he can do it. He cannot do it, and he cannot develop a quarterback. So no, there, there's a there's a name out there that I like a lot, and and if he becomes available, and I, I would love to be Bears to go and bring him in. I just don't know how if how good of a head coach he'll be because he's never been a head coach before. And that's a guy from Brian Dable from the from the, from the Buffalo Bills. I think that guy has done wonders with what he's worked with in terms of Josh Allen, and and, and you know he's a guy that went back at at, at uh, college level under under Nick Saban did a great job with that offensive system, and then has taken it over now with, with Buffalo. And and he, I like guys that adjust to their personnel. I like guys that that play to the strengths of their players. Right. And Matt Nagy cannot do that. Okay, and, and that, but, that, but, but, there we, but there we go. But that's also a problem where we go to. Just because they call plays good doesn't mean they should be a head coach. Like, True. let them call True. plays, man. Just, just let them call plays. Because once they once they get, become a head coach, it's, are you still going to call plays? It's the same damn thing over and over again. Like, and that's what I said. A system. If the system was good, then anybody can run the system. A system is I cast a vision, write it down, so whoever whoever comes along and read it can take it and run with it. That's the mark of a leader. If Matt Nagy had a great system, Bill Lazor, anybody, Mike Tice could run the system if the system is in place. You see what I'm saying? And so it's the, Mike the, Tice. The, exactly. That's how if if, if, if somebody had a, a system in place, 
That's somebody who can run. And so Ricky, I think, Ricky, I think you're losing Ricky, me, Tyler. You lost me in Mike Tice, man. You lost me. No, I, I, was, I was done. Danny, what you're not understanding is I was if, gone, the, dude. if the system, if the system was in place, a proper system was in place, Mike Tice could run it. That's what I'm telling you, bro. The markable leader. But we know the system's broken. We know the system is broken. Right. So right. if we're talking about bringing somebody in, I'm hoping that's an offensive coordinator. It is right. the head coach should, should should just plant the vision and the but you want offensive coordinator who can develop who's proven that at least they could develop. Right. It might be a head, he might not be a head coach, right? Brian Devil has never been a head coach in, in his in his career, to my knowledge. But he might be, but we know that he could take a quarterback and develop him. He could we could build a system around him, correct? Because Sean McDermott is, is a defensive coordinator. Defensive background, so Brian Dable runs that offense system in Buffalo, and he's built that system around that quarterback. Is, right. and now, could he could he suck as a head coach? Sure, because he's never done it before. But I'm just saying, uh, a guy who's done it in the league, who's proven to me that he could take a quarterback, a quarterback that was raw coming out of college, Josh Allen, with a ton of skill sets, a great athlete, and build an offense system around his skill set. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I would love to see for Justin Fields. I agree with you. And real quick, with that same guy you're talking about, that's the same guy Mr. Trubisky was with all offseason, and he came to Chicago and tore us up in the preseason. By Who the way, the guy that's going to win the NFL Head Coach of the Year Award uh, was coaching the Chicago Bears linebackers at one point, Brandon Staley. We let him get away um, and almost let Sean Desai get away. So we've had good coaches uh, in this organization, but we have not. And, and guys, I'm high on Sean Desai. I am really high on Sean Desai from what I've seen with through five weeks. He might um, be the guy to replace Nagy and install a system and then find that proper head coach or assistant coaches to run that system because the guy is brilliant. And the players on defense have responded to that brilliance. Sometimes when you have a really smart guy who is a coach, Players, you know, are are slow to warm up to them, but it's obvious that the players love playing for Sean Desai, and this defense is uh, is really magnificent. And the reason the Bears lost today was not because of the defense; it was because of the offensive scheming, offensive play calling, and a rookie quarterback who made a few mistakes. All right, I want to look at the schedule here. This is, you know, uh, they they they're talking now about dividing a season into three phases. Well, the first phase for the Bears. 2021 season is done and they finish with a three and three record. Uh, they start on the road with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the second phase. And that's going to be a tough matchup and then come back home against the 49ers, then go back on the road against the Steelers, a struggling Steelers team, and then come back home after the bye and play the Ravens and then play the lowly Detroit lions on Thanksgiving day. Guys, what do you think about the schedule? What scares you? Uh, can we have a better than, you know, 500 record? Well, it's going to have to be either above 500 or below 500 unless there's a tie. Uh, what are your thoughts for these next five games in phase two of the season? Danny, I'll start with you. I think next year is going to be tough, guys. Uh, we talked about, you know, going on the road uh, to a hostile environment like, like the Buccaneers. I mean, the Buccaneers are, are, are right now offensively, they're one of the more, you know, scary teams out there. Led by Tom Brady. I mean, heck, he's not even using – his top receivers, Evans and and um, Chris Godwin, as much as he's been using Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's been a beast this year. He's been the Antonio Brown that we saw with Pittsburgh a couple of years ago. So, I mean, the weapons galore there. Leonard Fournette has has regained his, you know, a Leonard Fournette that we saw at, at the LSU. And I think and I think that right now they're just and defensively they could they're hurting in in the secondary. So we saw today that the Packers were hurting in the secondary, but the Bears unfortunately couldn't couldn't take advantage of them. And their front seven, their front four. 
um, you know, led by Todd Bowles, are, is very aggressive. And I, I just I just don't have a good feeling about next week at, at Tampa Bay. The 49ers come in, you know, the week after. You know, again, the 49ers are, are may or may not be starting Trey Lance at quarterback. Uh, you know, he hasn't looked uh, impressive so far. Uh, again, he, you know, we, we thought that he would be you know, a little bit slower to develop as, as some of the other guys because of the fact that he didn't play last year, played at Division II college for his, for his one season, you know, at North Dakota State. So, you know, that might be a game that they could win it. You know, again, but you have to stop the run there with the 49ers and make them one-dimensional, make Trey Lance throw the football or, or the Jimmy Garoppolo, make him throw the football. And defensively, they have a tough defense, but you could run on them, I think. Uh, the Steelers, we don't know what the Steelers, they, they look like they're on a decline there as well. So, so at best case scenario, I, th- I think the Bears could go five and four before the bye week. Tyler, um, as crazy as it sounds, the Bears can we can go on a five game winning streak. Is 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 we have two tough matchups with the um the Buccaneers and the Ravens. The Ravens find a way to score. Trey Lance is mobile and he's strong. But at the same time, he still has his rookie. He's still battling through his rookie accuracy as well. And so um, Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. It's Tom Brady. And so that game is going to be we, – we, that's going to be a dogfight. That's going to be a dogfight. Leonard Fournette it c- cannot be tackled. He refused to be tackled. He's, he scored a touchdown on like each of the last like three or four weeks. And so these are tough matchups anytime in the NFL. The Ravens can score. The Ravens just activated their number one wide receiver, um, Bateman, and, um, from the draft this year. Um, I, of course, but we can beat the Lions. The Steelers. Are, I'm gonna go. To, I'm, 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 I'm gonna try to go to that Steelers game with jo- meet John up there. But I do. Outside of the the Packers, I mean the the Ravens and the the Buccaneers are tough. But outside, I mean, I it, I, I I see a five game winning streak. <laughs> I I see a five game winning streak. Cause you know what, Mr. Biscuit beat the Buccaneers last year. So why can't Justin Fields? And so I know I, I know the Buccaneers are good, and I, I respect them. I love Tom Brady. Outside of the Bears, one of my favorite players. But the Bears, Justin Fields still showed me something. Anybody who's talking crap about Justin Fields, slap yourself with all due respect. Like because the one thing, the one thing about last week, last year's victory of the Buccaneers, Tom Brady was not had not incorporated himself into that offense as he is now. That was they were still trying to run the Bruce Arians offense before yeah. Tom Brady went and said, "Hey, Bruce, we're having a come to Jesus talking right now because listen, I I know what I what I need to succeed." Bruce Arians listened to his quarterback again, a coach playing to his players' strengths, yeah. alter that offense a little bit to more of a Tom Brady's liking, and then that's when that offense took off the second half of the season. So that's, I think that's, the that's Buccaneers are going to face this next week is different than the offensive Buccaneers that's, you saw last year. That's all great and adorable, but Khalil Mack is still Khalil Mack, and I expect Khalil Mack to um get, get some rest this week. Um, Robert, The resurgence of Robert Quinn is different. We didn't have Robert Quinn last year. We did not. We had to have a version. Right. So I don't. I, I, I don't care what other teams are doing, Danny. I care what we going there with. Right. I'm worried about what we got. I'm thinking about our players who we can control. Can we win our one on ones? I'm thinking that's what I'm looking at. Can we win our one on ones? And I think we can. I think it's going to be a fight. And I ain't going to be easy, but we can beat them. We can beat the Buccaneers. We, we it's that it's, it's definitely. It'll be tough. I mean, it, obviously, any given Sunday, anybody can win any game, right? But yeah, I just think exactly. that, that front, that front against the Buccaneers is going to be hard to run against. All right. And if you're yeah. if you're if you're going to run the ball uh, against that, good luck. Go ahead. If you do it, great. Uh, if you're going to set up five man protection and let Justin Fields get back there and, and try to beat those guys, he's going to get he's going to have a, a Cleveland rematch again because it, it's going to be guys flying all over at, at Justin Fields on, on that. I'm just saying you're going to have to have a sound defense, a sound game plan both on defense and offense going and beat Tampa. It's going to be a tough game. If you win, great. Any given Sunday, any team can win. I just think it's going to be a tough matchup for the Bears. 
but of course it is. Our offensive coordinator has to be held accountable for for lack of or imagination, either one. And so we know it's going to be tough. That dude, Vita Veda, I think he bitch presses like 800 pounds. And so like <laughs> he he's a, he, he throws up people off blocks easily. So yes, it's going to be tough and all that cute stuff. Right. We got we got purebred receiver. We brought in all this speed. We brought in all the speed. I want to see what Goodwin looks like. We saw Goodwin. We saw Goodwin get some nice right. catches this week. We saw Mooney get so all Cole Komet. They might be without Gronk again. Who's still in concussion protocol? Right. But it's Tyler, so I, I understand the speed, and I was excited about the, about the, the speed of, of Demir Bird and, and Martin Marquise Goodwin. But so far, we haven't seen them being utilized. And again, we're talking about them utilizing the opposite. I'm talking, I'm talking, Danny. I'm talking, I'm talking about them being open and catching the ball. No, slow down real quick. Slow down real quick. Hear me real quick. During, when you watch tape tonight on this game right here, go back and just look at the completions from Justin Fields and who were they too? Cole Komet, Goodwin, and Mooney. Some of those were tough catches. Those were those 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 were, those were tough catches. I wish it wasn't that tough. They should be easier. I wish our receivers had five yards space to catch the ball. But the fact of the matter is, I'm going to put some accountability on our offensive staff to create a game plan that our wide receivers can be open. Yes, Tampa Bay's front seven is tough, but dang it, so was ours. All right, I don't care about that. Ours is tough too. Roquan Smith is punching lights out. I, go, I uh, want to. See I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna disagree with you on our I'm defense. Just, I'm talking about our offensive line going up against their defensive front. It's gonna be a yeah. tough matchup. Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith, not to mention, guys, we dropped two interceptions from Aaron Rodgers today. Ogletree, Ogletree, um, I was hoping he would have he had that. That was a great way for him to turn around and look at the ball. But hopefully, our defense can come up with some interceptions today. We, we gave them gifts today, the Packers. But next week, I feel like, hey, you know what? I might guarantee victory. I just, I'm feeling froggy right now. Just to upset. Don't do that, Tyler. But no, I'll, but but I do. But I do. Feel like, but I, just but don't I, bet on it, okay? Exactly. <laughs> I, do, I do feel like we're gonna. I, I do feel like, it, it, like John would say, it's a great measuring stick to go up with the champs. It's going to be a really, really great. You to go forward. You got to find out who you are. Okay, we are who we are right now. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's an amazing battlefield. No matter what, at the end of the game next week. We're going to be better because we we're going to be better one way or another. We're going to be better with a smile or we'll be better with some bumps and bruises because that is that that is a great team. But Aldo, outside of that, I feel like we can go on a run. If our, offense, if our offense picks up and the way our offense responded late in today's game, when we were down, I, that, that, that still impressed me. And that was Justin Fields leading that charge. He did it with his legs. He did it with his arms. And he threw some great fastballs to move us down the field. I do want to end the show with some great news for Chicago sports fans. The Chicago Sky are your WNBA champions. They beat the Phoenix Mercury. And we should all rejoice. The WNBA is a league to watch. These games have been so exciting. And to have the Sky team led by that woman right there and his partner came home. so effing fantastic. This is a great day for Chicago sports. We may have lost to the Packers, but the Chicago Sky reigns supreme, and that's great. Thank you for the people in the chat that pointed it out to me, and thank you to ESPN for the use of this clip. Outstanding news, huh? That, that's that's Lovely. Kenneth Parker coming home and bringing home a championship. That's that's I'll what you it. like to like to see. I, I do have one more question for Tyler before we we head out. Mm -hmm. Why do you have a big Detroit Lions logo behind your head, dude? <laughs> well, let me let me just get, 
Oh, is that a tiger? Is that a tiger? Okay. Oh, no, that's a lion. <laughs> that, 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 that's, a, that's a real authentic picture from a lion that I received when I was in Africa in Mombasa, okay. Kenya this past March. And so at the end of the day, you find out who you really are when you look a lion in the eyes. And that was about six feet in front of a lion. And oh. I, then I ran back. Then I ran back in my car because I'm smart. So so that's uh, okay. That, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah but, I, I, but it's, I, I, it's not I, a Detroit lion, so it's, I, so it won't bite your kneecaps off. No, I was I was I was, <laughs> support, I, was <laughs> I was supporting a, a local entrepreneur in Mombasa, Kenya, and um I watched them paint it, and then I brought it back home. And that's it, awesome. His name is Titus. He's an amazing man in that in that village, and um that 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 village has blessed me tremendously. I'm actually looking forward to going back to Mombasa, Kenya this coming March. That's awesome. <laughs> I just want to give you some flag. I look like a Detroit lion logo, but I, I do have the I do have the Rocky. Picture next to it. Oh, of course, man. I got Rocky yeah. right there, and got my man Mike Tyson right there. You know, so what I'm that's saying? why when you when you lifted it up, and I'm like, oh, is it is it is it kind of like a theme with with Rocky? I the tiger. So I thought maybe it was a tiger. Ah, <laughs> I the tiger. All right, guy. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. Final thoughts. I'll start with you, Tyler. I'm, I, man, first of all, man, th- it's it's awesome to have our draft expert Danny Shimon on the show. It's Thank you, man, for, for having me. It was fun. Phenomenal and. Congratulations. Thanks for going easy on me. Thanks for going easy on me, man. Course, you, you, know, you, you didn't bruise me too much. I was yeah. You know, well, I was, I, gonna, I was doing a job before. I was kind of like jazz. <laughs> you know? And I also say congratulations to Danny Shimon for kicking my butt in fantasy football today. And I, the, won, I didn't even check the score. Yeah. And so yeah, Danny is well. I'm currently winning, but I, I feel like you got some players still active. Oh, but okay. um, so pre-congratulations on that, um, Danny. It's a pleasure having you, brother. You you bring a ton of perspective and expertise to the network. It was a pleasure. Awesome feeling for our brother John, who we're missing dearly. But other shout out, shout out to Bears Nation. Keep your head up high. We're gonna come through this. I I know it sucks. <laughs> I, I I know these these losses like this suck. But just stay positive. Um, let's let's have an amazing week. Let's lick our win, lick, lick our wounds, and let's just let's, let's, let's stay positive. Bear down. And um, tons of coverage coming on the network. Tons of coverage all week long. Aldo, please go through it. But um, we're here for you guys. And you can catch me and John before I'm here back for, um, on our Bears Debate Show Tuesday night. There you go. Danny, shout outs. Yeah, I mean, if, for me, it's, thank you guys. Uh, shout out to both you and Tyler for having me on. Uh, it, it, was, it was great. Like I said, I had some big shoes to fill in today. And hopefully I did an okay job and just, you know, trying to try give you guys some, some perspective in terms of what I saw. But and so overall, for for me in the game, uh, you know, is a tough loss. But I, I think it it was a it was a game that Bears could have won. It was a winnable game. I just think that there are some mistakes. Uh, obviously, offensively, I think that we talked about some of the, the bog down in, in offense in terms of the execution, no rhythm. You know, uh, we, you know, I'm not sure. Like, it looked like players were confused again, and, and that's something that we've not seen in the last couple of weeks. So that that's a step back for me offensively, defensively. Again, the, the front seven, Tyler, you and I are in agreement. The, the guys are flying all over the football field. The Bears defense is back. I just wish we had better safety play back there. I think better safety play would make this defense one of the, one of the, the best defenses in the NFL, uh, even better than what it is currently. So I think those are those are two things. Uh, one thing that we didn't talk about and something that I, I do want to touch upon as, as a positive is Jakeem Grant and his kickoff return ability. Uh, I mean, we were constantly getting the ball within the 30-plus yard range in terms of him. I think the kid, as long as he doesn't feel punts in his end zone, I think the kid's going to be a positive impact on special teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think he went down, got hurt, but came back up again and it was you know was able to continue the game, which is a good sign. So I think that's a positive. I think overall the, the, the coverage units were, were pretty good. I've been kind of consistent throughout the, throughout the season. There were some lapses through preseason couple in the first couple of you know week you know games of the of the season but then I think overall I think special teams has been 
has been a plus. So that's why that that sack, that, that, that third down play was huge because I think Cairo would hit that field goal, made it a one-point game or one-possession game, and then defense go out there, you stop them, then you know never know what happens. But unfortunately, that, that didn't work out. So a lot of positives, uh, some negatives. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and, and go through the tape this week, and we'll, we'll break down some some things for you on, on Bear's Truth on, on Thursday night. And um, and we'll, we'll give you some positives and we'll give you some negatives. There you go. Thanks, Danny, for being here. Really appreciate it. And Tyler, you always bring it uh, so much energy and passion. It's outstanding. I just want to let people know that tomorrow at 2 p.m., Greg Gabriel, the former director of scouting for the Chicago Bears, will have his analysis on what happened today against the Green Bay Packers. That will start off our weekday Bears coverage where we will have up to 15 hours of Bears coverage. And like Tyler said, on Tuesday, it's the Bear Debate Show. After that, it's Dan and Aldo Bear Their Souls. Oh, boy, is Dan going to be really upset? Um, boy, that guy, that guy dies when the, the Bears lose to the Packers. Uh, and that, uh, that will continue throughout the week. I won't go through all the shows. The best way to keep track of what we're doing, Bears-related, is to hit that like button here on our YouTube channel. That way you'll get a message on whatever device you use letting you know that we are going to be live and in color right here on our YouTube channel. And you can also, most most of these shows uh, are available on podcast version to, also. So you can just search Barroom Network and subscribe to iTunes, uh, Podbean, Spotify, all of these shows, with the exception of a couple, are available for audio-only purposes. But one of the things that I do um, is I when I'm traveling, I just put my YouTube channel on my smart uh, device and it goes through the speaker system. And, and so I'm listening to everything there. But so there's a lot of different ways that you can listen to our programming. And also, please head over to Deep Dish Tees. Uh, we got great uh, uh, hats, barroom ne uh, network hats, great T-shirts for a lot of our different shows. Help support the barroom, uh, make a quick purchase, uh, buy a gift for somebody for the holidays. It would be great for you to help us out. Really, really would appreciate that very much. So that is Bear Football for this week. John Buffon will be back next week. Tyler will be back. And then uh, Danny, the next time you'll see him is on Thursday with Bear Truth. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.